Hello and welcome to the Energised Monday Night Football Podcast, the show that talks of all things football while we are in lockdown. We hope you enjoy this week's episode. Hello and welcome to episode three of the Energised Monday Night Football Podcast, the show that talks of all things football while we are in lockdown. I'm with my friends Matt and Nick. Hello. Hello everybody. (laughs) As you'll know, last week we were talking about our Premier League team of the last decade and we're now going to be looking at the Premier League team, our Premier League team, of the noughties. This was the um, era that we were growing up in school. Um, some of you guys in, in Lincoln will remember some of the people who were um, were playing towards the end of the end of the noughties. But um, let's start off with who we would put in goal. Nick, have you got any ideas of who would you put in goal if the noughties team? Yeah, um, so I think there's a few options really that go through my mind straight away. Think of players like De Gea, um, who's hit some great form, done incredibly well at Man United recently. Um, and um, Petr Cech, obviously absolute legend at Chelsea and at Arsenal. Um, Edwin van der Sar. But I think topping all of those, um, for me, uh, would be Peter Schmeichel. Um, someone yeah, who was prolific in the 90s, but also like into the noughties, was just phenomenal. And um, yeah, just won loads at Man United. So he'd be my choice in goal. I think if you look at the saves he makes, they're just they're the, he's the sort of player where if you if a kid wants to be a goalkeeper, you yeah. say watch YouTube videos of Peter Schmeichel. Yeah, you know he just the spring in his in his legs just it was just crazy what he was able to do. Yeah, I think I think it's spot on. Van der Sar though is I think he's up there. The things he did at Man United as well. It's annoying that the you know it's Man United did have the best keepers for a long time. So yeah. Um yeah, yeah it's and totally that's fair. why they won so much in the noughties. Yeah they say I mean it's they say keepers save you, you know, fifteen, twenty points with with their saves. It's, you know, you look at Liverpool with their keeper this season and last season compared to two seasons. <laughs> two Talk seasons about Liverpool ago. again, mate. Uh, you love it. <laughs> Um, but it's totally true. Alison, Alison compared to, I'm not going to say it, the uh, the concussed gentleman's name. Carriers, carriers. <laughs> Great, Luke. What about um, your full, your first fullback? Who would you pick as your first fullback? So I'd say, and I know I'm a bit biased as an Arsenal fan, but I'd put Ashley Cole at left back for um, for Arsenal and um, in our dream team of the noughties for Energize. I think he was. Um, he was an excellent left back. He would get forward. He was so fit. It was up and down that wing. Um, so, um, so yeah, Ashley Cole for me. He was a Chelsea player anyway. So, um, yeah, I'm 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 all up for that. He won things. He won things at Chelsea and Arsenal, didn't he? he just probably more at Chelsea. Let's be I honest. Think, <laughs> brilliant. Mentioned Chelsea. Um, I think um, the interesting thing is is he had a really bad media. Uh, like representation, didn't he? Image, I guess. Um, but if we're just talking football, there's no question. Yeah. All right, let's talk yeah. centre backs. We had quite a few shouts here. We had, you know, Tony Adams maybe hitting back into the 90s, really, there. Uh, Luke mentioned him because Arsenal. Um, but, you know, people like John Terry, Rio yeah. Ferdinand, Vidic, got me up there, throw in a Jamie Carragher for fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we, you could look at someone like Virgil van Dijk, but. If we think about what these players actually did in the Premier League, um, 
Virgil van Dijk's not done anything yet. I mean, okay, he's on the verge of winning the Premier League, but he's not done anything in the Premier League necessarily. Whereas your John Terry and your Rio Ferdinand, they are both English. So maybe there's a bit of English bias there because it's this great, you know, we've got some great um, overseas central defenders as well. Um, what, what, um, Luke, what do you think about Titus Bramble being in the... <laughs> <laughs> Titus Bramble. I think John Terry for his heroics has just got to, you got to do it. We all remember that ridiculous diving header on the floor for no oh, reason. Yeah. That was for England, wasn't it? But Hero. yeah, man. What about Rio Ferdinand? Do we think he's our second choice as a centre-back? Luke, what do you think? Yeah, I think um, Rio was Rio was exceptional. And I agree with what you said about Van Dijk. I, I wonder if Van Dijk will surpass Rio. But um, just for the trophies he won, um, we were saying earlier, he kept something like 189 clean sheets out of... 500 games um, which is just an exceptional record and um, so yeah very 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 good player both for England and Man U I think yeah it's consistency over the entire sort of decade and uh, yeah he just keeps doing it he's got the trophies in the bag hasn't he so yeah all right Nick what about right back who's who do you reckon's going in there well a few options really I think um, you've got to consider Trent Alexander-Arnold um, I know we mentioned him last episode in our team of the of the Premier League's last ten years, but I think for me Gary Neville, um, I mean I admire his tash um, above his <laughs> football playing ability, um, but um, yeah he's just he, again solid, um, and that team of Man United in in the in the noughties has been just uh, yeah. winning everything. Yeah. So yeah, any qualms on Gary Neville? No, I think um, I don't think there's anyone that comes close to uh, to Gary Neville. Really. What about his brother? Phil. He was that was left back, wasn't he? Yeah. And Asher Gold walks all over him. Yeah, true. All right. Um, midfield. Then let's move there. Um, now we've got loads of options here. Um, I'm gonna go to Matt and ask you first. Who who would you put in? I mean, I know where your tendency is gonna lie, but the thing is, like you say, there are so many players. So I'll just list a few off that we could talk about. Really, you've got Vieira at Arsenal. You've got Frankie Lampard at Chelsea. He's obviously got the goal-scoring stats. Um, you've got Keane at United. But again, Keane maybe more towards the 90s. You've then got Scholes, um, again, and Gerrard. All, and all of these players um, were world-class, right? There's no argument there. And they've all got different um, different things that lift them up. You know, We know Lampard assists and goals. He's up, he's up there. Um with with Gerard and Scholes, you've got well maybe specifically with Gerard, he changes matches. He's that one player you go if something's going wrong, he you know there's who has a who out of like all the midfielders has lit a final that's literally named after them the Gerard final FA Cup final two thousand and six. Like he, he literally controlled that and he did it you know and. If you think about like maybe like 2009, 2012, 13, Liverpool were below average, right? Like, yeah, you know, below, below average. Milan well, Barros. Oh my, Milan Barros. Why is he not in the team? But Steven Gerrard and maybe one or two other players here and there kept that team fighting for trophies, fighting for the top four. A couple of seasons where we went sixth and seventh. But, but I think all of those players, I mean, Skulls, his passing... His, I mean, and Chaffee Alonso, not even mentioned him, his passing. Yeah, Chaffee Alonso. It's crazy. Also, all of them have got a really good shout, I think. Um, and I'd be happy with any of them in my team. 
Yeah, I think I think maybe the only one I'd I'd debate would would be Gerard just because he did let himself down with that slip <laughs> against uh, where Demba Bar then <laughs> put the ball in the net and um, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, Luke, what do you reckon about midfield? midfield? Yeah, I mean the pre-slip Gerard was something to behold, but um, I I have to say I I really want to see um, Patrick Vieira in there. Like <laughs> he was. Uh, he was an absolute machine in midfield. Um, the um, Yaya Toure of the 2000s, I think, and um, really tough player to play against. Um, great tackling, good passing, um, got a fair number of goals as well. So, um, so yeah, I'd, I, I really like him. I think Scolzi as well, um, I'd put in there for me, for some of the shots that he would take and the, the goals that he would score. Very good attacking midfielder, Scolzi. Mm. Yeah, you're definitely right. All all of those players are um, unreal. Although, if we're talking about mistakes, I mean, if Lampard had put that shot for England a, a centimetre lower, England might have won the World Cup that year. So put that on him. <laughs> that one, that one that was already over the line. Ah, uh, well, the Germans wouldn't say so, would they? <laughs> right? Can you remember watching that? Oh my goodness, I uh, went so mental. Absolutely insane. You know what? I nearly went as mental as when I thought Sterling, Sterling scored in yeah. the first game against Italy, Italy. in the World Cup. Yeah. Like was, three minutes in, everyone goes mental. My top was off. I was running around the street. I don't think most of us realised that wasn't missed. a goal until at least a minute later. <laughs> I was in the engine shed in Lincoln and everyone went crazy. Um, and like it literally took us all a good minute to go, oh, that, 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 they're not doing a centre. What's going on? This is crazy. <laughs> doing a centre. Starting from the centre. I don't know. <laughs> it was a stressful moment, wasn't it, Nick? Um, okay, so at the moment we've got a six-man... Six-man centre midfield team. Um, so let's have a look at the wingers. And I think before we go anywhere, there's no point really uh, writing any other name other than Cristiano Ronaldo down, right? Well, I mean, yeah, arguably played his better days at Real Madrid. True. I don't think anyone's anyone can debate that. But yeah, phenomenal player. Just added a totally different flavour to the Premier League that we've never really seen before. Look at wingers like Giggs as well, um, and um, I'd argue Gareth Bale, yeah. which also got him, got him and Ronaldo spotted in the Premier League to then go on to to play for Europe's one of the Europe's best clubs, uh, Real Madrid. Um, but again, Ryan Giggs, phenomenal player, totally different style to Ronaldo and Bale. But um, yeah, I think they're well up there. Luke, have you got any? Any thoughts on any of those? Yeah, it's a tough. Bale's a tough one because um, with Spurs he didn't win much. Like he was, and I'm not just saying this because I'm an Arsenal fan, but he was in quite a mediocre um, Spurs team. But he was he was their standout player. He was an outstanding winger, um, and um, he was so fast, so skillful. Um, but I think. Um, even putting my Arsenal bias aside, I would go with Giggs over Bale just for the consistency he showed across that whole decade and um, and the amount of trophies he won. Um, so And I think particularly as Giggs was such a leader on the pitch um, with the experience that he brought to that side. So I would go Giggs and Ronaldo as my, my wingers. Luke, I'm surprised you've not mentioned Sammy Nasri, mate. <laughs> I've forgotten about him. Another shout though, Eden, Eden Hazard maybe. Yeah, I mean, I loved him, loved watching him at Chelsea. Um, phenomenal player again. Um, loads of creativity. Um, another one, another Chelsea one. It would be our I am Robin. I think. See, I um, think he played his best lit time at, at Bayern Munich as well. Yeah, we didn't make the most of him um, at Chelsea, but um, 
yeah, loads of great players in the Premier League. Um, right, who else are we looking at then, striker-wise? Um, I think striker, I'm going to throw out Thierry Henry straight away. Beat Luke to it. Luke, what do you think? Yeah, I completely agree. I think Henri is one of the best players, not just of that decade, but ever to be in the Premier League. Just a superb striker, so fast, so um, so many goals for Arsenal. And um, yeah, really, really um, iconic football figure, I think. So yeah, I completely agree with that. Henri's got to be in there. Great. Any other shout-outs, Nick, do you reckon? Um, Alan Shearer. Totally. like I loved watching him play when I was growing up. Um, again, one of those players who who has a crossover into the nineties. Yeah, I'd say nineties was his biggest. He won the league in ninety five with Blackburn. Yeah, I, I think Newcastle days though. Just love. It's just a classic striker, isn't he? That um, celebration. Oh man, we all know it. Loved it. One hand just straight up in the air. Um, yeah, I think his his era. Um, the Shearer era, let's call it. Shearer era. Um, yeah, it was just just a joy to watch. I think I put Shearer in the team. What about Wayne Rooney? Many years at, at United, scoring goals, winning the Premier League, yeah. winning FA Cups, and it, you know he was their talisman striker for a long time. And what you what you got to remember, Rooney, is there were other good players around him like um, Van Nistelrooy, and uh, who's the guy that came from Arsenal? His head's gone from my name. Um, well, from Arsenal to Man United. Van Persie. Van Persie. Yeah, many players came around Rooney and did well, but Rooney was the stalwart, the one that stayed there and scored goals consistently. Scored good goals as well. Yeah. Really good goals. You think about that bicycle kick against City. I watched an interview with him about that, and he said that, that wasn't like he was going for it, but he meant to get it on his on his foot and it hit his shin. He said it was an accident where it went. Wow. Yeah. There we go. What about um, Torres? Those years at Liverpool? Yeah, Fernando Torres was... Um, he was a phenomenal player, wasn't he? Um, and then... But I just think he ruined it by going to Chelsea. Like, I'm not saying Chelsea was a bad team. Because Chelsea, Chelsea was like one of the top teams. It was arguably a step up for him at the time. If you look at the team that Liverpool had and the team that Chelsea had at the time. Chelsea was a much better team. And... We thought that that would be a big move for him, but he um, he seemed to just be a bit of a statue for Chelsea. And so my memory of Torres is tainted a bit by the way he played there. But for a couple of seasons at Liverpool, he was really good. I would say that there have been strikers who have been better than Torres or as good as Torres for longer. So I would leave him out. But yeah, he was he was up there when he was at his best. What do you think, Matt? I think, well, just on the Torres thing... What we've got to remember is this guy was injury prone. The reason he played so badly at Chelsea is that people tend to forget about it, but he was playing badly for Liverpool for a good six months before we sold him. You know, Liverpool fans, they didn't want him to go because we loved him, but the fact that they got Liverpool got 50 million for him, we were gobsmacked because he hadn't played well. Mm. What I remember as well, I love his first game for Chelsea was against Liverpool and Daniel Agger just absolutely crunched in. I, like, I'm probably a red card, but they didn't even get a free kick. It was amazing. It was such a, <laughs> such a good start to his career. To be fair to him, he did go in, was it Europa League or Champions League he won with, he won with Chelsea? Uh, probably Champions League. He won something. League. He scored, remember that, that last minute? Yeah, that was so, against Barcelona. That yeah. was a Gary, classic Gary Neville bit oh, of commentary. Weird. Yeah, yeah. Fernando Torres, that one. All right, let's finish off then, gents. Who would be your manager choice? Uh, it's a tough one. Like, 
I I would love to say I would love to have said um Arsene Wenger of the like the early 2000s but I have to say that I think um Alex Ferguson had like that that whole decade really belonged to Alex Ferguson. I think if we were just talking about the first five years of the 2000s, you could argue it between Wenger and Ferguson because they were properly rivals there, winning Premier Leagues, FA Cups and everything. But um, and you had the Invincibles with Arsenal. But um, yeah, I think Alex Ferguson, hands down. Yeah, Alex Ferguson, um, Sir Alex Ferguson, should probably call him, shouldn't we? Um, yeah, great, great manager. Just won everything at United um, and you saw the dip in form when he left as well at United um, the, I think the continuing also... dip <laughs> amen <laughs> um, yeah the um, another one in the in the lineup who I guess is in that um, category of success would be Jose Mourinho uh, different levels um, and I don't know someone who's been consistent in the in the Premier League Roy Hodgson, maybe. Oh, gosh. Well, that's <laughs> Although, I tell you what, in, Inter Milan, did it. The thing with Jose Mourinho is we all know he can only do it for two seasons. You know, he's got third season syndrome. I mean, with Tottenham, he's got first season syndrome, let's be honest. Uh, which is probably making you happy, <laughs> Luke. But, yeah, the, the, the reality of it is Ferguson started again like four times. You know, built a team, yeah. reshaped it, won again, reshaped it, won again. Whereas... Mourinho's tactic has been come in, spend a lot of money, make four or five players feel really good, win two leagues, fail, fail miserably, get fired. So I think it has to be Sir Alex Ferguson. Yeah. That's it from us this week, guys. We hope you've enjoyed the Monday Night Football Podcast. We'll be back next week for more chat about football. Um, and we're going to go possibly into the 90s, possibly into who we think the future players um, of the next decade uh, would be. Don't forget to get, talk to us on Instagram, chat to us, tell us what you think. See you next week. 